Do you find yourself wishing you had more energy, healthier habits, or fun family activities? At the YMCA, you can find your passion, find family fun, and find your happy place, all while supporting your community. Join the Y in March with a $0 enrollment fee and enjoy motivating group exercise classes, heated pools, pickleball, and so much more. Visit YMCADC.org to learn more and to find your nearest Y in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia today. People are stupid. Live to tape. Welcome to Millennial 546. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. And I'm Pamela. We have two episodes, including this one. And then we're done for season five. Do you still hate the use of the word season, Andrew? I know this was a, this was a yep. contentious debate earlier on in this season. You see, yep. it, you see it more and more for podcasts now, though. Mm-hmm. So maybe y'all were ahead of the curve. I think we were. Does that make it any better? I don't think so. <laughs> but anybody get up to anything interesting over Thanksgiving? I vegged a lot, but also we went to my parents and got drunk and played Cards Against Humanity. So that was fun. Oh, with your parents. You mm-hmm. have cool parents. You can I get do. dirty like that. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't play that with my parents. I played um, a few Thanksgivings ago. We played Cards Against Humanity at my stepmom's house and... <laughs> I really thought that her one sister was not going to be into it. Turns out she was secretly great at the game. So it is kind of nice to loosen people up that maybe you wouldn't necessarily think would be down Mm -hmm. for something like that. It's a good icebreaker, but definitely you have to pick and choose when you when you bust it out. The worst is when you get people who are just easily offended because it's like that's not the point of this game. Are those cool people to have in your life anyway, Laura? No. If they're getting easily offended? Yeah, I don't think you would surround yourself with people like that. <laughs> I it, I had it happen one time mm-hmm. where I played a combination that I thought was fucking hilarious and everybody got really upset. And you know how you put down your cards anonymously, right? So nobody was right. fessing up to who put it down. And I was like, oh, yeah, who would do that? That's fucked up (laughs) i played a terrible and and by terrible i mean great but a terrible hand once and i appreciated that everybody laughed but we were all under the consensus that it was a terrible thing to say that's so that's always nice every year cards against humanity does a really cool gift on black friday and this year they had a computer writing cards and then you could buy the deck. Cards Against Humanity a few years ago also made that Trump survival kit that you could buy. Do you guys remember that? I <laughs> do remember that. Did anybody ever get it? Oh, I got one. Yeah. Has it helped you survive? Oh, good question. Um, I think I threw it out after I mo- <laughs> when I moved. But I had like dry food and like English to Spanish translations in case you <laughs> needed to escape to Mexico. And they gave you prompts like, you know, where can I find a bathroom or water or food, stuff like that. It was genius. So you threw it out just like the famous Farm Girls Half Great Calves shirt. Yeah. In fact, I think that was the same Christmas season. So just a bad year for uh, gift retention for me. So I went out on a date and um, I know, but it was not, I wish I had better news to report for you guys. You know how Laura was talking about people you don't really want around? That's basically where this date ended up going. And I will tell you guys why. It's because about halfway through the first round of drinks, this guy goes, oh, let's talk about date dating deal breakers and I was like okay yeah sure we can do that he's like I'll go first I could never date anybody that voted for crooked Hillary and at first I thought he was joking so you were like (laughs) that's a good one and and then I quickly realized that he was very serious do you think that he was a trumper or a Bernie bro because I feel like it could only be one of those two options. Laura, when I tell you I downed the rest of my drink so fast, I didn't even have time to find out. <laughs> well, what did you say after that? 
you know what? He just was like on a roll. I could not even get oh. a word in. So if like that comment <laughs> hadn't have been enough, the fact uh-huh. that this person clearly loved the sound of their own voice was enough to completely turn me off. So oh, I just sat there nodding and eyeing the bartender to get the tab over <laughs> and finish my drink. And then I felt like I had completed, you know, what we had said we were going to do. I, I said we could yeah. go for a drink. I had a drink. I paid. And then oh, we left. Good for well, you. That's nice. Yeah. I guess you liked him based on his dating profile. Like, were you guys talking online a little bit before you actually met up? No. So I actually didn't meet this guy online. So I had, like, high hopes because who actually meets somebody in person, you know? Um, I go to uh, quite a few. I have regular coffee shops that I go to to get work done. And so um, this guy is there fairly frequently. So safe to say I can't go back there now because I don't (laughs) want to see him again. That pizza is off limits. What exactly, was it? Exactly, but I well, was it, it was a, a Starbucks. I should have known. But I thought, oh, like that's kind of cute. I've always wanted a coffee shop romance. Maybe this will be that, but mm, it's not good. Oh man, that's funny and sad. I'm sorry. That's okay. Only only to me would something ridiculous like this happen. <laughs> yeah. In after dark today, we should talk about more uh, dating deal breakers. And I have I have a story like that that I'll share in after dark today oh. about it. I have a couple of stories like that I can (laughs) share. Over the past couple of weeks, well, actually, about three, four weeks ago, I started taking CBD oil, and I took it right before one episode that we had done, and that was my first time, and I've been taking it daily now, and at Laura's direction, I've actually been taking half half of my dosage in the morning and then half in the evenings, and I gotta say, I've hit a stride with it. I actually feel a little better. Good. Yeah. I'm up to the 1200 milligram package now. I've been getting it from Feels and I'm doing a monthly delivery from them. It didn't, I think Laura, you had told me it can take a couple weeks to kick in. And that's what I think has happened now. I, I, I do feel a little better. And I was like, is it the CBD oil? Is it the Christmas season? Like, what is it? And I think it's the CBD oil. So I'm going to keep it up and I'm enjoying it so far. So do you feel better just in terms of anxiety or? Yeah. Okay. Anxiety. That's the reason I started taking it. Like I had said, it may have been in a hashing it out installment. I just wanted something to help take the edge off because I found myself having at least one drink, maybe two every night. And like, I didn't want to do that. I don't want to be that person. So it's been helping you sleep better? I I never have a problem sleeping. Oh, That's easy I'm for me. I'm so jealous. I wish I could be you. <laughs> I know. I know. You've told us you you have an issue sleeping. That's too yeah. bad. <laughs> anyway, CBD oil going well for me so far. I do feel a little more relaxed. It took a couple weeks to to happen, but I feel a little lighter. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. Is that what made our two-hour meeting last week so productive? <laughs> yes. Yes. We did have a group meeting including jewel we all got together and hammered out some plans for season six and we won't get into them now but you all can look forward to some changes in the weeks and months ahead and some new patreon benefits as well we were just trying to figure out you know what direction do we want to take the show in the new year and we decided on some things that i think we're all excited about right totally and just want to thank everybody who gave feedback i mean we had quite a bit to sift through and it was all really substantive and helpful so thank you for your candor and thank you for sticking with us all this time speaking of millennial one of the things we were looking at during our meeting was where millennial ranks on itunes when you search for millennial and i go to search and we see an old millennial this one went like low-key viral megan tan her name was it was a personal journal and then there's us and then there's another podcast called millennial money there's just one problem this fucking show has our same exact font except the letters aren't as tightly together as they are in our album art but it's the same exact font and i was shocked by this because it looks like a spinoff of our show it's it looks like we created the show because the (laughs) fonts are exactly the same and i mean i'm not crazy right they are the same no no actually thought the same thing you did that you know maybe people that didn't know either show would think that we were from the same parent company also worth noting uh our podcast came first (laughs) yes yes and we checked that because who copied who 
did Laura's ex-boyfriend copy this podcast or vice versa? I wish that I were in a position to say that Joe Fidel was my ex-boyfriend. But I, I know you not. do. Well, I just I'm just trying to feed the fantasy. So anyway, the other day we wrote to the show and we said, um, what the hell? <laughs> Uh, we said, hey, uh, Andrew here from another millennial-oriented podcast, Millennial. While looking at iTunes the other day at other podcasts with Millennial in the title, we noticed that your show, Millennial Money, uses the same exact font as ours. We're just curious. Was this a coincidence or did you just really like it? We, of course, have no ownership over it. We were just surprised to see it and thought we'd write in. And that's that's part of the problem here. I mean, we can't like go and sue these people. Anyway, <laughs> she wrote back, hi, Andrew. Interesting. Our logo was designed years ago by a management company we were with, so I actually wasn't aware of that. That must mean it's a great font. Hope your show is going well, Shanna. That is such a weak response. (laughs) Very professional, though. We'll give her that. Right. But I feel really uncomfortable about this because you search in iTunes for Millennial and you see both of these. They look like they're associated with each other I, should we do something about this and what can we do i don't think surfer we... with like lawsuit papers or something <laughs> yeah it's see if she bites <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but then what if we lose i don't think we can do anything yeah we would lose and i think you're right laura we, we can't do anything no. we're screwed i think it's just funny um also funny because if you're to listen to the shows it would become pretty clear quickly that they're not even remotely the same thing um so it's fine podcast love love and peace i noticed on their album art though it says at the bottom it'll expand your brain what if we add it'll expand your brain more (laughs) to our album art uh and then see she'll write to you and be like hey we just noticed you guys have the exact same tagline with just one word extra. Did you just like it or what happened? And you'll be like, oh, it's so weird. How mad would you guys be if I actually did this? I'd be pretty mad. Uh, that that tagline is not, uh, I don't think that is what describes our show. Could we personally. just do it and then take a new screenshot just for fun and like just for a week or something? I mean, if you I mean, if you want to do that and antagonize, you know, yes. the millennial money people for funsies. Yes. yes I want to. They're going to be like, we were so nice in our email response. What happened? And then we could say, no, we had that tagline first. Look, we've existed since 2015. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. And we ha- we have had this font since the beginning. Anyway, I just this is not a coincidence. Whoever designed their album art stole it. Period. There is no freaking way that this person just by chance found this font and thought, "Oh, this is good for my millennial podcast." No. This isn't a font you can get in Microsoft Word. I'm pretty sure Laura's ex-boyfriend <laughs> found this font on some font site. Right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. All right. More to come there. He sent us several mock-ups with a few different fonts, and this was the one we ultimately chose. Oh, my God. It says right here in his email, I stole this font from Millennial Money, but I didn't (laughs) think you guys would care. Oh, shit. (laughs) All right. Watch this space. This war is just getting started. I can't wait to add their tagline to our album art. You know, the end of the year is a perfect time to get petty. Yeah, exactly. Who knows if we're going to survive 2020 anyway? That's true. Well, speaking of which, we do have a quick impeachment update. Um, On Thursday, Nancy Pelosi announced that articles of impeachment are coming. Celebrate good (laughs) times. Come on. I feel like people are so disenfranchised at this point that they're like, whatever. Yeah. There's a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, What's interesting here is that the White House is sitting out of the process. So this is the point in the process where they can actually send their own witnesses and like cross-examine the Democrats' witnesses, but they're just sitting out of it entirely. Uh, The big rumor going around Washington right now is that the House could vote on articles before Christmas. I think this is pretty likely because just from an optics standpoint, I don't think the House wants to be sitting on this impeachment inquiry come election year. Um, I think by that point, they will want to have punted that over to the Senate and make it their problem. Mm -hmm. And there have also been these rumors, and we've heard these before, 
um, of Republican senators who would vote to convict Trump if they Mm -hmm. could do so in secret. (laughs) Right. And it's just, it's such a chicken shit thing. And honestly, I don't even know how much stock I would put in that. I think yeah. that they, I think the Republicans will get in line and they will vote not to convict the president. But to me, what matters is that we get all of Congress on the fucking record. Mm-hmm. We need that for history. Santa Nancy's delivering. Yep. Can't wait. If anything major happens between now and the 31st of December, that might very well be our breaking news benefit yeah. for this month. So. I, I tuned in to the uh, televised hearings again today. It is really hard to watch. It's just the Republicans are just being incredibly annoying and the Dems are doing their thing, but the Republicans are just trying to tear it all down and they're talking about Ukraine was involved in the 2016 election, the hacking. It's just it's hard to watch. So I can see why people are exhausted by this. Well, and I actually think that that's the Republican strategy at this point is to exhaust people Mm -hmm. and get hung up on, I mean, their favorite detail to get hung up on before uh, the hearings went public was to say, well, oh, the Democrats are having all these closed door meetings. It's not very transparent of them. All while totally ignoring that that was based on House rules that were established by the Republican-controlled House in 2015. Right. So the Democrats were just following the rules the Republicans had laid out. And their strategy here, I think, is to just try to nitpick every step of the process and make it so exhausting to follow and pay attention to that people just fall off the wagon. Right. So I don't really anticipate that we'll have a lot of people paying like I mean a lot of people are paying attention but I feel like it becomes more of a national narrative once it's sent over to the Senate because that's where the vote to convict would happen so Mm. I think that's something we're going to start seeing more of early next year hopefully fingers crossed so yeah just stay hydrated really the goal here is to make you exhausted I know for me I honestly have stopped watching the hearings because of what Andrew described. Um, It is very easy to go out to your favorite news source and find a roundup of these things after they're done and to go back and watch any pertinent moments that jump out of you as being really interesting. But it is not necessary to sit in front of C-SPAN for six hours (laughs) and watch this shit. All right. And speaking of Patreon, we did want to give a shout out to our newest patrons. There are a few of you here and some of you have duplicate names. Uh, Aubrey, Ryan, Gabby, Rex, Vincent, Carson, Katrin, Steph, Lindsay, Katie, Jean, Danielle, Irene, Stephanie, Olivia, Brannon, Christine, Brittany, Elizabeth, Kristen, Rachel, Kelsey, Patrick, Christian, Jess, Clara, Katie, Becky, Emily, Elizabeth, Antonio, Emma, Rachel, Sydney, Hannah, Lil, Allison, Blake, and Denise. Thank you. We had some catching up to do. Yeah, we did. Thank you all (laughs) so much for your support and for joining us over at patreon.com slash millennial. We're so happy to have you. Yeah, we are really proud to be a listener-supported show. And not only does your support help us make the show a priority in our lives, but it gives us the backing we need to create lots of behind-the-scenes bonus content for our supporters. Support us at the $5 level over at patreon.com slash millennial and gain access to our flagship benefit, After Dark, plus our monthly Landy show, which we're changing up in the new year. Also, our exclusive Discord channel and a whole lot more. By supporting us, you're also helping Laura avoid jail time to cancel her student loans. Uh, No, for real, though. (laughs) (laughs) No, because guess what? My loan servicer, FedLoan, just announced the other day that in order to cut costs, they're shutting down their uh, support phone center. So starting in 2020, I'm apparently not going to be able to call my loan servicer for help Oh, how nice. Yeah. So my thing is, I'm like, well, if y'all are stopping providing support to cut down on your costs i think i can just stop paying you to cut down on mine and sean spicer hasn't completed your venmo request no yet? he hasn't Damn. we we did share a screenshot of this on social mm-hmm. um it's astounding to me that he hasn't like dismissed it 
So it's well, still you know, sitting he's, there. He's been busy doing the cha-cha and dancing with the stars. <laughs> That's so. true. <laughs> so help us out. Help Laura out. We would appreciate it. Patreon.com slash millennial. Thank you in advance. And if you want to be one of the cool kids like our latest patrons, you'll want to consider our next sponsor, Rothy's. Rothy's makes stylish shoes for women and girls out of recycled plastic water bottles. They're really the perfect blend of style and sustainability and have become my most used and loved shoes. True story, I was out and about the other day when all of a sudden a woman passing me said, I love your Rothy's. And I checked out her feet, and sure enough, she was also rocking Rothy's. So we had, we had a nice little bonding moment over these really cute and sustainable flats. Order by December 20th for delivery by December 25th, and dazzle them all with the perfect present. Pick one that suits her, or get her a gift card and let her choose. Rothy's always come with free returns and exchanges, so if the color you choose isn't her thing, she can easily get a color she'll love. Check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash M-I-L-L. That's rothys.com slash M-I-L-L to give the gift of comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash M-I-L-L today. Okay, today we are also focused on the end of the decade. Are you guys feeling it yet? I am. Yeah. So somebody somebody I went to college with uh, tagged me in their Instagram story with a picture of us from senior week of college, which was 2011. <laughs> and I was like, I feel so fucking old. And then like listening to Spotify's decade in review, which we'll oh, talk about Lord. later, like that was actually making me a little emotional the first time I listened to it. It, it is kind of <laughs> sad, this passage of time and thinking back about these past 10 years. So much has happened. So much has changed. And we're going to talk about a couple of different categories today. First up, one we tried to get to a couple weeks ago, and then we just got sidetrack talking about other things the best internet controversies slash moments of the past decade obviously a ton has happened so it's really hard to whittle it down i kind of have a bit of an abstract one but i picked cancel culture for mine because Mm. i think that it's really interesting and i also feel like the conversation is shifting from we need to quote unquote cancel people that have done terrible things which i think in a lot of cases you you can't really disagree with to should we be more careful about how we go after these people and try to cancel them because the internet doesn't always get it right and i feel like that's something that's going to continue into next year and probably over the course of the next few years but it's definitely been really interesting to keep up with that over the past few years. I was actually definitely. I was actually reading in the New York Times the other day. That sounds like I actually pick up the New York Times newspaper. I don't. I just click on their Twitter links. I saw on the New York Times the other day that cancel culture has spread to high schools and middle schools. And I think that's really unhealthy. Yeah, that's fucked. They're canceling their fellow students. And then these students are being outcast. And that's really sad. As this article made a point of saying, these students who are being quote unquote canceled didn't really deserve it. But in this high school bubble, it happens and it ruins the person. From that perspective, I don't like it. I do kind of hate that (laughs) also the internet just collectively decides okay, this person needs to fuck off. And we're like all supposed to be in agreement over it. I think that's one of the reasons why cancel culture has caught on because we're all supposed to agree to something once they say, once somebody says this person is canceled. I also kind of understand why it was born though, because it was really born out of, you know, not being able to to see justice in the way that you want to. So in a way, everybody's just over there being little vigilantes online being like, okay, well, like, if this person who is clearly, um, you know, say a rapist isn't going to get justice handed to them by the law, then we're just going to pretend like they don't exist. And we're all in agreement that they're nothing anymore. But it is really scary that um, it's so effective. You know, 
Right. Yeah. I feel like every other week I get on Twitter and I'll see like trending in your local area and it'll be some hashtag and I'm just going to use my name as a fill in here, but it'll be like Laura is over party. Yeah. And then you click on it and it's just a bunch of people with a bunch of like party gifts celebrating that some celebrity has, you know, put their foot in their mouth about something. Or even worse than that, that it's not even a real thing that happened and it's just some viral shit started by some bots. Yeah, a lot of times too, it's done as a joke to like really passionate fan bases will will do it to get their um, their faves trending on Twitter. And I do feel like that kind of takes away from the, um, you know, the like the very real instances in which we should be having conversations about how people should be held accountable for. I went with something a little lighter, mainly because it was a show moment in the early days of Millennial. Does everyone remember the dress? Oh, yes. So this, I mean, the dress almost like burned Millennial to the ground because we were... (laughs) Burned everyone to the ground. Yeah, like we were actually fighting about it amongst ourselves. Mm -hmm. And there were even some of us who were like, oh my God, am I dying? (laughs) Because I don't... don't What is wrong with me? I don't see the same thing as everyone else. I saw white and gold. That's still Mm -hmm. what I see to this day. However, I understand it is actually blue and black and I'm willing to accept that. But damn, this thing, it actually caused fights for people, which is astounding to me. The internet was genuinely so split on what they saw. That's what made it go viral. And I just remember BuzzFeed doing a ton of spinoff articles about the dress after it went viral too. And I mean, truly, everybody was talking about it. I remember sitting there on the couch debating it with my ex because we were seeing different things as well. And then I would send the dress to my family in our group text chat. Everybody was split there. Just no matter who you spoke to there was somebody who dissented and it was a lot of fun <laughs> it's so funny you picked the dress because i almost picked yenny and laurel which is the same, oh yeah same similar thing but but That's the dress the was thing. first right oh yeah yes. the dress was first yeah and definitely also don't want to miss out that um, barack obama took office on january 20th of 2009 so technically that does fall into the last decade by like a very small amount of time. Um, and that, I just remember how much that resonated with me. I was a college student at the time. I remember when he was elected, we like all ran out into the center of campus and had an impromptu party, like hundreds <laughs> of students out there together. I went to the inauguration in 2009, froze my ass off. Mm-hmm. Um for like seven hours, but it was totally worth it. And I would do it again only for Barack, no one else. Yeah. So, I that yeah. was my first um the the first story assignment I ever did, like for journalism really? school. I Oh, that's fun. Yeah, the the day Obama got elected and um and I was interviewing this woman uh who also happened to be black at San Francisco uh City Hall. And they announced that he won and she just started openly sobbing. And it was just it was such a rush for me, you know, Mm -hmm. just to see that because it's like that's like history happening. And you could tell that it meant so much to her for a multitude of reasons. Mm -hmm. And just to like see that and experience that and then be able to, to turn that into something that, you know, other people could then experience in a different way. Um was just it was crazy so the dress was the first thing that came to my mind as well because nothing rocked the internet like the dress but i had another pick that i ultimately decided to go with and that is the 2016 election the internet thanks in part to facebook mishandling misinformation and Russia, and Fox News, so many other people on the right as well. The internet became a very ugly place leading up to November 2016, and I'm afraid that that's what we're going to be dealing with in the months ahead. And people just got vicious. Not even Russian bots, but real people got vicious over Trump and Hillary and Russia, Benghazi, so many other political issues. I mostly blame Facebook because they hosted these conversations and did nothing about it. 
And now, I don't think we've spoken about this on the show, but recently, Mark Zuckerberg has said that Facebook is not going to be fact-checking advertisements from politicians. And that is a problem. Meanwhile, after that happened, Twitter is like, oh, you know what? We're not going to accept any political ads. (laughs) That's the way to go. But of Mm -hmm. course, Mark Zuckerberg isn't going to do that. Because he wants the money. Yeah. Actually, after that, Elizabeth Warren announced that she was going to take out an ad campaign saying that Zuckerberg had endorsed Trump just to she prove should. the point. She should. Yeah. And we should release an ad saying Millennial is the most popular podcast on the planet. <laughs> Period. And apparently. Yeah. We can get away with that. <laughs> we had the font first. <laughs> we had the font. Well, that's that's not a lie. That's true. <laughs> But, oh, shit, she can go out and buy an ad and say that she had the font first and it would still fly like the dress. The 2016 election was all over the Internet in the worst ways, and I'm really not looking forward to it next year. No. We also heard from some of our patrons. Kamal said net neutrality, the Ashley Madison website leaks, Edward Snowden and WikiLeaks. Megan said gender reveal parties. Some people love them and some hate them. I think they're dumb, but people can do what they want. And then this is another one I agree with, NFL kneeling. This will always Mm -hmm. start a heated debate. I also want to say me too, because it was really controversial to the people who didn't understand what the movement meant. Yeah, very similar to the Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter crap. Yeah. Well, the Black Lives Matter is not crap, but the All Lives Matter situation is kind of a bit crap. Well, and in some cases people were responding with blue lives matter yeah exactly yeah and it's like we know but the difference is nobody has to say that to remind people that they matter right right yeah that's what blm is about but i actually remember when i was in school um there was a big mural that was being contributed to by students of my university and somebody that i had classes with um, went down and she painted a black family in the mural. And then she painted a little banner on it that said Black Lives Matter. And somebody came along behind her and covered up where it said black and replaced it with all. And this was at like a like prestigious, like very progressive university that this happened. So when you think of that, it's it's not too difficult to see why Black Lives Matter received such resistance from people who didn't want to take 30 seconds to find out what it was about, you know? Mm -hmm. Next category we want to talk about today, best scientific breakthrough. This was your idea, right, Laura? Yeah, I wanted to say the picture of the black hole that we got just last year. Mm. That was pretty fucking cool. I that mean, was it was th- mine too. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, man, it's okay because we. I mean, space is cool. That was like basically my reasoning for it. Space right. is cool, and and um and also, uh, kind of crazy that there are still so many firsts that are happening in science mm-hmm. because it's really easy to be jaded and be like, oh, everything's been discovered and stuff. But even though we we've known about black holes, like we've never seen one, that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we can also think about it from a medicinal side of view. Like, um, we all know the the vaccine that isn't, I forget the name of the vaccine, but it's the one that's intended to help prevent cervical cancer. Um, You know, when 10 years ago, when we were all, you know, college aged, at that point, you could only get the series of vaccines up to age 26. And that age... um, limit has been increased at this point so that women who are a few years older than that, then that can still be eligible to get that vaccine. And that's life-saving. Actually, I was going the space angle as well, but I was just going to talk about space exploration. Mm -hmm. An article reminded me that in July 2015, NASA's New Horizons probe visited Pluto. Yep. And that was the first time. And that's pretty incredible. And then there have been a lot of great photos of Mars taken over the past decade as well. And NASA releases these and everybody becomes really fascinated by them. And I think what fascinates me most about these is that we are taking more and more steps to discover life beyond Earth. And you have to think that in the decades ahead, we will eventually find some other life out there. 
Oh, yeah. And that is terrifying and <laughs> exciting. I, I have a feeling that the other life out there has more reason to be terrified of us than the other no, way around. I'm, I think, I'm scared of them. No, we human beings are a dis- destructive species. We just fuck up everything that we touch. So I think we should just stay here on this planet and leave everybody else alone. I mean, you're not wrong because really a huge reason why they are looking for other planets that are like ours is because we've already fucked this one up and we're looking for an escape plan. (laughs) I'm afraid that these aliens actually are way more powerful than us. I'm imagining they have like this teeny tiny gun that could blow up our entire planet. Or they're going to come down and just kill us. They, they they have to be more powerful than us. I'm convinced of that. Right. That's why they're staying away because they're also smarter too. They're like, we're good over here. <laughs> we're just going to chill. Yep. They did one flyover and they were like, <laughs> right. fuck that. <laughs> they saw that um, Storm Area 51 uh, event and they were like, no. <laughs> oh, damn. They want to get them aliens. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like, we're them aliens. Let's go. <laughs> Well, if you want to have a breakthrough in your relationship, then I recommend our next sponsor, Lovebook. Lovebooks let you create a book that tells someone just how much you care about them. This isn't just for someone you're in a relationship with. It could be for a family member as well. This is an incredibly unique gift. This is a real book completely personalized to your loved one, and it's so easy to create. What you do is you create you and your loved one in a tool that looks like it's straight out of one of my favorite games, The Sims. Then you pick what type of book you want to create, like an anniversary book, a Mother's Day book, a book for your best friend, an apology book, or a simple reasons why I love you book, whatever. And it'll automatically populate the book with pages that work with that theme. Then you can customize the pages and have your characters doing and saying whatever you want. And I actually made one of these for Pat. And I'm going to give it to him over Christmas. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. I hope he doesn't listen to this episode. Right, exactly. I think he's going to listen on Patreon. Anyway, (laughs) I love how it turned out. It has all kinds of references to our relationship in it. And then they let you write whatever the hell you want inside. You can get as dirty or as personal as you want. It's great. And Pam, we know your most recent date didn't work out. So you probably won't be making a love book for that person. Right. But He's definitely not getting one. <laughs> you made one, right? I did. I made one for my mom. And um, you can actually add more than two characters to your love book. So my brother mm. and I joined forces. And with our powers combined, we came up with some fun little inside family jokes and made this really cute little book that my mom is also going to get on Christmas. Don't have to worry about her finding out, though, because she does not listen to the show. So we're safe. (laughs) (laughs) If I made one of these for my mom, she would cry like 100%. (laughs) The standard books come with 40 pages of love and appreciation. So this is a pretty big book. And love book, it's not for yourself. It is always a gift. It is ideal for that special someone that really deserves a meaningful present. And you can't get more unique than this. This is so cool. A real book. Visit lovebookonline.com slash M-I-L-L to receive a special 20% discount only for our listeners. Again, visit lovebookonline.com slash M-I-L-L to receive a special 20% discount only for our listeners. Don't miss out on giving a loved one an incredibly unique gift this holiday season. This is a treasure that'll last a lifetime. If you're stuck during your holiday shopping, this is it. They can get the book printed and to you quickly as well. So check it out. Okay, so let's talk music, and I'm glad we waited until this week, because over the past week, Spotify and Apple Music gave us our personalized year in reviews, and before we get to our streaming data, let's just talk about the best new artist of the decade. I picked Lady Gaga. Oh, okay. Believe it or not, we've only had her in our lives for 10 years on the mainstream really yeah the fame came out in i believe in 2008 2009 then she re-released it as the fame monster so 
I I really truly feel like if you're looking at mainstream success, she's completely skyrocketed from somebody that um, was not a household name to somebody that everybody knows. And um, her career has definitely been really interesting. We've seen her go from, you know, the crazy egg lady at the Grammys to uh, winning uh, multiple awards for her role in A Star is Born. I feel like I can't top that. I was kind of grappling with what to choose here. But I think I got to agree with Pam. Mm. I hadn't, I honestly thought Lady Gaga was prior to the 2010s. Yeah. So I didn't didn't think I could choose her. Yeah. I looked up the release of her album because (laughs) I wasn't sure we could choose her either. Well, I think technically when people talk about the decade, we're talking 2010 to 2019, but that's okay. It's close enough. But, oh, I can take someone else. Yeah. 2010 to 2019 is nine years though. Well, no, because. Uh, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. That's 10. I guess the whole year. Yeah. Every article I've seen has been looking from 2009 to 2019. Okay. All right. That's a rounded out 10 years. That yep. makes sense. Okay. Hey, that's fine. Yeah. No, but, she know, deserves like, it. There's so many um, people that we, we really did not see like a lot, a lot of. Um, mm-hmm. Like, like Lord is also in the past 10 years. Ed Sheeran as well. He's huge right now. Yeah. Adele. Um, Adele. Yeah, Adele's a good one. I think you can make a case for Bruno Mars because, um, you know, he was doing a lot of features, but then he really kind of skyrocketed with Unorthodox Jukebox and also 24 Karat Magic. Um, Casey Musgraves, she's doing amazing. Mm-hmm. So th- there's no shortage of of new people. Ariana Grande also. Yeah. yeah. And She's obviously pre 2010s, but I have to give it to Beyonce at least a nod for Lemonade. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. because that to me that represented, you know, an interesting moment in her career because she was she had already blown up before that moment, but she just took it to the next level after that because Lemonade was so deeply personal, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then you know after that you have her like hosting Coachella and you know having like this HBO um what did they call it like visual album right yeah the visual album was the debut of that album yes we had no clue what was coming and I was watching it with a group of friends (laughs) as it aired and you just slowly realize that Beyonce is singing a bunch of songs about Jay-Z cheating on her and you're like what she's coming out with this right now before our eyes holy shit Yeah, also something really good to point out about the music industry of the last decade is that Jay-Z was dumb enough to cheat on Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking idiot. So I had two picks. First of all, Lord. Those two albums that she has released so far rock. And I really admire that she's taking her time with her music. The first album came out in 2013 and then the second one only came out two years ago. Um, And Greenlight is just so, so good about trying to move on after a relationship. I love that song. And then I also have to give a mention to Fun. And if we are going from 2009 to 2019, they did rise and fall in the past decade. And I actually have been fascinated recently just reflecting on things that came and went in the past decade. (laughs) Fun is one of them. So their debut album was called Aim and Ignite in 2009. And that album didn't make them blow up but in my opinion that is the better album of the two is so good from start to finish but then they did blow up with 2012's some nights and of course it has the song some nights and we are young um that song was we are young in particular was the song of the year in 2012 um and then they just they went away nate roos said yeah maybe this isn't for me and then the band ended and then he went and had a kid and now he's like uh, it seems like he's retired to me. But we still have Jack Antonoff, who is killing the game, probably the producer behind some of your favorite pop records of the last few years. So, y- Including a couple of Taylor Swift's. Yeah. And Lord, that um, oh, he yeah. uh, did melodrama and the new Lana Del Rey as well. Yeah. So clearly uh, artists really like him. I don't like his band Bleachers. My brother is obsessed with Bleachers. I am I, not. I kind of love Bleachers. Okay. You got to right. be in the right headspace. But sometimes 
uh, some of those lyrics, they hit you good. But I will say it's really fun. I think he's from the East Coast as well. I was watching the Bleachers Unplugged, and I can definitely tell he's very inspired by your fave Bruce Springsteen. I was just going to bring that up. He yeah. tweets about Bruce a good amount. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why? It what did you It makes a say? lot of sense. I was like, wow, I don't even like, I'm not well versed in the good word of Bruce Springsteen, but even I can tell <laughs> that he's a fan. <laughs> like I said, Spotify and Apple Music shared our personalized year in reviews and decade in reviews. I want to hear everybody's information because we all have Spotify here. First of all, who are your top five artists of the year? Oh, now I have to scroll all the way back up. I can, <laughs> I got it queued up. If I can go first. The, yeah, please do. <laughs> um, so uh, my top five, starting with five uh, is Carly Rae Jepsen and then Kim Petras and then Tessa Violet and then Ariana Grande, and then Taylor Swift. So um, clearly, I was all about the pop queens in 2019. (laughs) My top artists for 2019 um, were the Hamilton original Broadway soundtrack, (laughs) Um, (laughs) Gorillaz, Frank Turner, Calle Trece, and it's cutting off the last one. Oh, it's saying Lin-Manuel Miranda. So I guess it's mixing those in because I love Hamilton. <laughs> you did also see Hamilton in the past yes. year-ish. Mm-hmm. So. No, I mean, I have no shame about that. <laughs> um, it's an amazing soundtrack and I will listen to it till the end of time. My number one, uh, surprise, surprise, is Bruce. Number two, though is a surprise Taryn Egerton because of that Rocket Man album that I can <laughs> shut up about. <laughs> Number three was Lady Gaga. Number four was U2. And five was Beyonce. So it's hard to tell if I'm gay or straight if you just look at this list of five. <laughs> but then they also showed us how many minutes we spent listening. And I don't know how long you two have been using Spotify, but mine goes back to 2015. I listened to Spotify for 29,500 minutes. Yeah, I was about 26,500 minutes. Okay. <laughs> so I've been listening. Since I think it also just says since 2016, but it doesn't give me a a full rundown of the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, M- maybe you need to use it for five years first or something. May- maybe, um, but I mean, it, it's a lot. Like in 2019, um, it, it was uh, 12,746 minutes that I spent listening. But then in 2015, which is the first year they track, it was uh, 30,508 minutes. So clearly I've just c- slowly declined. Yeah. What's going on with you? You listen It's because to- I don't drive anymore. Oh. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But like, what do you do at home? What, how are you listening to music? Or like if you're working like at a coffee shop? Um. You know what? I I guess I maybe I don't listen to a lot of music. Well, that must be the only place. When I'm at home, I listen to a lot of podcasts or I watch um like uh YouTube videos. You know, if I'm trying to like learn about something and I need a, a visual thing or I I oh, okay. marathon TV shows when I'm uh cooking dinner and stuff like that. So Yeah. Music, I just I I appreciate more the way it sounds in the car, so I kind of wait. Mm-hmm. And then just drive around a bunch until I'm done listening to everything I need to catch up on. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm such a snob. 2016, 2017, I listened for 36,000 and 38,000. So I don't know how my listening time has gone down. I feel like I'm using Spotify as, as much as I ever have had. I think my usage has gone down a bit because I used to exclusively listen to podcasts in the Spotify app when they first introduced it as a feature. But I found that there are so many podcasts that like ours have, you know, special RSS feeds if you're getting like any kind of bonus content. And I was never able to figure out if you could even loop that through Spotify. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of default to the podcast app on my phone now for shows and I think that's probably why. And then finally, our genres. Uh, pop was number one for me, then rock, then modern rock, then pop rock, and then Hollywood. Um, mine, my number one was rock. Then my number two was pop. Number three was Latin. Number four was show tunes. And number five was movie tunes. Uh, mine are pop, indie pop, rap, modern rock, and then something called brill building pop i feel like that's a made-up genre that spotify put in there (laughs) i'm assuming it's like 
atmospheric. Yeah, there was also the thing about how many um, different countries you list, like how many artists came from different countries. Oh, yeah. I was so upset about that because it, they literally just picked all of the English speaking countries to highlight. Yeah, so mine was funny because it was like, you listen to music from 29 different countries, but then when it was highlighting, it was all Beyonce. Huh. <laughs> like, all three what? of the little album covers were Beyonce, United States, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I clearly see most of Latin America selected here. Mm-hmm. Mine was like, USA, Canada, Australia, the UK. Did you guys like seeing everybody else's? Everybody was sharing their Spotify results like crazy. I thought it was kind of fun. Yeah, I'm not super predisposed to share something like this, but it was cool to see other people's. Yeah, I I enjoy seeing how other people listen because also it's a great way to to discover maybe somebody that I forgot about if I'm rediscovering or maybe somebody I've never even heard of. Mm -hmm. So it's like a built in way to get recommendations from your friends. Yeah, I also love um, the Imperfect Harmony slide. For me, it's like, you discovered 116 new artists this year, but you really vibed with Cardi B. <laughs> I was I like, see that. <laughs> do you want to know what mine was? This is so <laughs> funny. <laughs> it's uh, Josie and the Pussycats because they, they've released <laughs> the original movie soundtrack for the first time on streaming services. Oh, yeah. You recommended that on Millennial or Hypeable. Yeah, when that happened because it's a good album um but it was just so funny that they didn't think to you know uh filter out not like like new new artists you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. i i like i didn't want to share mine because it's just so predictable with bruce but then also taryn egerton being number two and i think the reason that that happened was i listened like i said to so many playlists that just give me so many artists that no one artist really climbs the list because I'm only listening to a song or two maybe each day. So to get into that top five is actually really easy for an artist in my account. Yeah. No, I feel that too because honestly, every Friday morning, I go through the new release tab on Spotify and I listen to a lot of it. And but none of that will track unless I I I go back because something really catches my eye. Right. Yeah. So makes sense. And then the just quickly the global top artists of 2019 Spotify revealed the data. Um, number one was Post Malone. That surprised me. Number two was Billie Eilish. Number three, Ariana Grande. Number three, or number four, Ed Sheeran. Number five, Bad Bunny. Is that a DJ? No clue. I believe he's a a rapper. Oh, never heard of him. He has a lot of, he does a lot of features. So that's the the thing, you know, with a lot of these artists that if you feature in a lot of people's songs, and he has been in a lot of people's songs, I think that you track a little bit higher. Because mm-hmm. it's not just your music that's going out. You're collaborating with other people that also have music coming out. And I know he's done a lot of that this year. So next week, which will be our season finale, we will talk about best TV show of the decade, the best fuck up of the decade, the best viral trends. And Pam will present her best albums of the decade. We're just going to sit back and listen to her talk about it. Because like I said, she is the music queen. And we look to her. When it comes to music, everyone's going to come for my crown and be like, that was a shitty list that you put together. (laughs) Absolutely not. Yeah. And next week will be a fun show, too, because it is our season finale. And we always do a live stream with videos on in which we do a secret Santa exchange where everyone opens their gifts on air and we we keep the topics fun and holiday oriented. So we hope you'll tune in. It's going to be fun. Pat, Mark, and even Jewel will be there. And mm-hmm. they participated in our gift exchange as well. So it'll be difficult this year to figure out who got who. Yes. I actually got my Secret Santa gift the other day. Excellent. I th- Excellent. I think. You think? <laughs> well, hopefully you're right. I believe it's a book. It, it has a distinct Uh-oh. book shape to it. For recommendations this week, we are going to give you some Christmas movie recommendations for the season. But before we do that, let's give you some furniture recommendations from Joybird. 
to enjoy our Christmas classics with. Fall is the season for all things cozy, and there's no place better to snuggle up with a good book or movie or TV show than your couch in your home. Check out Joybird's new Autumn Daydream Lookbook, their most adventurous one yet. It's got some of the most unique room designs with bold colors and velvets you can practically feel through the screen. With Joybird, your personal one-of-a-kind style matches your furniture. Joybird helps you connect the two. Because it doesn't matter if you're more of a neutral beige or blue, purple, green, orange, whatever. If you can dream it, Joybird can build it. In addition to their insane level of customizability, Joybird offers free personal design consultants to help you go from inspiration to creation. And this furniture is high quality stuff. Each Joybird produced piece is made with the ultimate care and precision. Real wood without all those harmful chemicals and they use responsibly sourced materials. Plus, all Joybird handcrafted pieces come with a limited lifetime warranty. The other cool benefit of going with Joybird is that they give you a 365-day home trial. Skip the furniture store and bring the showroom home, and you'll get free returns within the first two weeks of delivery. Create furniture that matches your own fearless style at joybird.com millennial25. See how Joybird can help make your dream space a reality today at joybird.com millennial25. Go to joybird.com slash millennial25 and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using the code millennial25. And please be sure to use that URL and code because it lets them know we sent you. And that goes for all of our sponsors. So thank you. Okay, because it is the season, we wanted to make some Christmas movie recommendations this week. Uh, I'd first like to recommend the 1999 Christmas Carol starring Patrick Stewart. Um, I personally just love this adaptation, and I also just love Patrick Stewart. So always a great movie, usually playing on cable TV multiple times this time of year, usually where I end up catching it. Hmm. Um, And I would also like to recommend Krampus for those of you who have a twisted sense of humor like me. This is... (laughs) This is basically it's it's a horror Christmas movie, but it's super campy, really funny. It's all about the sort of like German anti Santa Krampus coming to take away the little kids who behave badly all year. <laughs> I saw it on Christmas Eve a few years ago, and it was so funny. Uh, I have a double feature. Mine is Hummelum One and Two. I don't think this is the best Christmas movie, but it's like I have to watch these every year. Yeah, and um, I watch them with my brother. Uh, if he's not around, then I'll watch them when I'm wrapping presents. They still hold up, uh, maybe because I have the humor of a 10-year-old boy. But I still laugh, and it, it's just, they're just a good time. And you can watch them with the whole family, which is really nice. Available on Disney Plus, I think? Yes. Mine is also available on Disney Plus. The Santa Claus, starring Tim Allen. That is my favorite Christmas movie. I love the story. Bernard the elf I think that was the first time I had feelings towards a guy (laughs) is that your sexual awakening yeah I think so in a freaking Tim (laughs) Allen movie and then of course the other two movies are pretty good as well Santa Claus 2 and 3 not so much but the sequel is pretty solid and also I have a bonus recommendation this week I have to include this so speaking of the year in review A show that I have watched this year more than any is Shark Tank. Airs on ABC, tons of reruns on CNBC. And these entrepreneurs, these inventors pitch these ideas, these clever product ideas to investors. And it's just, it's really entertaining and the panelists are really great. So I have actually never purchased a Shark Tank product before. I went into Costco the other day. And right at the front are these things called the Comfies. <laughs> Have you guys heard of these? I just no. saw those when I was at Costco. Okay. It's like a Snuggie, but, but exactly. like a whole shirt. It's, right? a, it's like a supersized shirt. It's incredibly comfortable. It's not as long as a Snuggie. It is also heavier than a Snuggie. Barbara invested in this one on Shark Tank, and it's got her face on the box. So I saw this at Costco. I'm like, I got to have it. So I I freaking love this thing. I have never been more comfortable in something before. It is gigantic. It's one size fits all. It is the polar opposite of fashionable. It is like wearing a trash bag. You look horrendous. (laughs) But it is so comfortable. Check out the Comfy. It's not only available in Costco. It's available on Amazon. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to today's show. 
what are we going to do in After Dark today? Well, you're going to make a life revelation to us, for starters. It's true. A couple of weeks ago, I revealed that I've been leading a secret double life as a historical figure on another podcast. And I'm going to come clean about it now. Shout out to Lena for being the first to find out who it was. I'm going to talk about that and another cool podcast project I've got going on as well. And we're also going to talk about uh, our preferences in dating and some deal breakers. That can include political things, but maybe some other things. And it sounds like we've got a couple of stories of past dating encounters that we're going to share. So don't miss it. This will all be available at patreon.com slash millennial in after dark. Once you pledge, you get something called Mega Millennial. This is the main show ad free plus after dark in one audio file. You'll be able to access it in your favorite podcasting apps. You will get this and a whole lot more at patreon.com slash millennial. And closing us out today is Lucid Dreams by Juice World. Playing this to acknowledge the fact that this young artist uh, tragically died over the weekend at age 21. He absolutely had so much more to give and uh, we're all really sad to hear about it. But this is a really cool song of his that we've all enjoyed. Thank you for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. And I'm Pamela. Bye. See ya. The love that I gave you is to the point why I love and I hate you and I cannot change you. So I must replace you. Easier said than done. I thought you were the one listening to my heart instead of my head. Found another one, but I am the better one. I won't let you forget me. I still see your shadows in my room. Can't take back the love that I gave you. It's to the point why I love it.